Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We're here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the walk for change across the entire industry. Today, I am joined by Julie Ashmore-Dan, the CEO of Rapid Cash, a fintech arm of NatWest RBS. She's an international speaker, a multiple founding director, someone who's very impressively skied to both the North and South Pole. In short, she's a person that loves a challenge and she's here to share her inspirational journey with us today. Julie, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the series. Thank you, Nadia. Delighted to be here. Um, It would be brilliant if you could open up by telling us a bit more about Rapid Cash and the part that it plays within NatWest RBS. Yes, of course. Um, I joined Rapid Cash about three months ago and um, what we do is we provide overdraft style facilities to small businesses so you can borrow between 25,000 and up to 500,000 against your unpaid invoices. Uh, We're part of the NatWest group and specifically part of the Ventures family which is a a group of innovative uh, predominantly fintech businesses um, looking to find new ways to to help uh, small businesses. The one thing I love about the fact that you're um, looking after rapid cash is that you joined NatWest when you were 18 and returned like after a 25 year uh, hiatus. I'd love to hear that story and you share that with us. Yes, it's quite interesting. I actually worked for um, NatWest originally when I was 18, um, a long time ago. So I say it's like a very big, large sandwich with a a 25 year sabbatical in the middle. Um, So straight out of um, college, joined NatWest at at grassroots level in what was then known as the machine room where we were processing uh, checks and um, credits, et cetera. And I worked myself up, worked through the organization over the eight years um, through personal banking and then uh, latterly into uh, corporate banking. Now, I didn't originally want to work for a bank. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I remember at the time my mum said to me, um, well, go and work for a bank. Um, there's, there's a good job, good job there and a, a career for life. Um, so that's why I went. I went and joined the bank on the sort of instructions of my mum. And um, I, you know, I enjoyed the eight years, but I got to a stage in my career where I, f- I couldn't see a path forward um, for people like me. Um, I was working in a very male dominated environment in corporate banking. There were no uh, female um, corporate relationship managers. Um, in fact, there were only a couple of corporate officers who were, who were female. And at the time I felt that the organization was so vast that I was in danger of really being a number. Um, and so I decided to, to leave and um, pursue my career elsewhere. Um, I went off for the next 25 years, um, still focusing on um, lending to small businesses, which I quickly saw was my passion. And um, here I am coming back after 25 years to a very different bank 
And I think the banking and finance industry has evolved significantly over the 30 odd years that I've been in it. And um, I'm really delighted to be part of the NatWest RBS group um, led by Alison Rose, our CEO, who is really focusing on building a bank with purpose. And um, she certainly is a, is a leader with a very um, human face and somebody for the first time in my career where I can look up into the organization and see somebody like me. And certainly I've never had that experience before. So I'm really excited to be back after my 25 year sabbatical back at NatWest. I just love that story. And I love, I love how you can say how much a bank has changed. And I think it's so important for people listening to see that there really is a true reflection of, of society there now and, and that you're so excited to be back. And, and in your role as CEO of Rapid Cash, I can imagine that encompasses so much. Um, it'd be really good to hear exactly what, what it is that you do day in, day out. So um, day in, day out, um, I like sailing besides skiing. And I describe my role as sort of steering the good ship NatWest Rapid Cash um, through some calmer waters, some stormier waters. And we're quite a new business. We're only 17 months old. So we're very much moving from um, startup through to um, scale up mode. So I was brought in to actually help grow the business. Um, it sounds quite grand, but if I'm really honest, 80% of my role is all around um, looking after the people. So working with my leadership team and looking after our customers. And I work on the basis that if I get that right, everything else will slot into place. Of course, yeah, I, I need to, to have my finger on the pulse, um, know what's going on with the business from a performance point of view. But in my experience, the best way to do that is, is through the people. So, yeah, my day to day, definitely 80 percent of my time spent um, talking with my team, um, working internally, but also promoting, doing things like this, promoting and talking about the business and things we've learned um, externally as well. Yeah, and, and I love that you, you talk so much about um, looking after your people. Um, and you've said to me before, they're the ones that look after your customers. Like that whole ethos, can you tell us a bit about where that's come from? Yeah, I'd love to say sort of look after your people and they'll look after your customers is, it was, was my idea, but I actually <laughs> stole it from, I stole it from Richard Branson, no less, who... Um, love him or hate him, I um, believe that there can't be many that don't at least admire what he's achieved in his life. Um, so that really came from him. I remember reading an article um, and it was headlined something like, I don't need to look after my customers, which captured my attention. Um, so yeah, he's somebody I admire. He's an entrepreneur. He's always coming up with um, new ideas, um, you know, things to, to do differently and improve. He never seems to sort of stand still. I also admire him because he's a very family centric leader and people centric leader, mm. as I've just said. And last but not least, I admire him. He's an adventurer. And if I can be a, a little small part of that's where some of my sense of adventures come from. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're a fintech business, but very much we have people and customers um, at our core. So it's so great to hear that people are, are so much at the forefront of who you are and who the business is. Now, 
I know that we've spoken before about diversity in the workplace and how important that is to you. However, you've been very clear to say that you want to distinguish that diversity in the workplace isn't only about gender, gender's part of that. So could you please share your thoughts on that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for a business to be successful, um, the business needs to reflect the market and the customers um, that they're serving. And one of the wonderful things about markets and customers is they in themselves are very diverse. Um, so we tend to focus a lot on gender diversity, quite rightly. Um, but I think we should actually be looking at um, diversity far more broadly. And I would say it comes down to diversity of thought. Um, and you get diversity of thought within a, a team when you bring uh, lots of diverse people in. So people with different backgrounds, different experience, um, you know, diff different belief sets. And that's where I think um, we really build the strongest team. And it's proven, you know, there is anybody who doubts, um, you know, the relevance of diversity um, in terms of business success there is there is very clear evidence that says the most diverse teams are the most successful um, and just just quickly on the the gender diversity piece i think another point to make is uh, gender diversity isn't a women's issue um, and um, i think that's really important so one of the things i would always caution businesses um, and, and teams about is creating networks so women's networks suggest that it's about fixing the women for example um, and um, i i think more broadly um, when we accept that it's that you know diversity is a business issue then we start to think of of um, better ways to actually address address the issues that we face rather than just creating networks and saying that's it that problem's now fixed <laughs> yeah Absolutely. Um, and with that in mind, what would you say are your top three tips for equality moving forward? So my top three tips um, would be, I think, as a fintech business ourselves, um, which is a growing sector, use technology wisely. At the moment, we um, have been going through the coronavirus crisis and within NatWest Group, Within a matter of a few, just a few days, we had to have over 50,000 of our people working from home. Now, that has actually created, and we're wondering why is that relevant from a diversity point of view, but we have realized that there is now no reason why we should have big call centers, for example, all based in sheds, um, rammed in together and everybody having to travel. Um, we can now all very successfully work from home which actually allows a more diverse workforce. So if you're somebody and you know you may have a young family, you may have caring responsibilities and you want to just work for just a few hours serving our customers, then you can actually do that from home. So I'd say number one tip is use the technology to actually support the diversity within the business. Following on from that, um, the counterpart to using technology and having everybody you know, spread out is making sure you equally use it to keep a strong um, team spirit and keep every help everybody remain connected within the business and within the team and not just in terms of having your team meetings and one-to-ones but also create that social environment and um, 
really help help bring everybody together um, and that from a diversity point of view would also help people to bring their whole selves to work which I think is really really important um, and that back to that point I made about diversity of thought if you can bring your whole self to work everything you believe everything you, you know who who you are and you're not feeling the pressure to be like everybody else then that has to again be a good thing in terms of the strength of the team and ultimately the success of the team and a final point is specific to gender diversity I think there are too many um, females who feel they need to behave like alpha males or alpha females to succeed um, now I'm an adventurer um, I have been accused of being an alpha female in the past I take it as a credit um, but I've equally learned that I have a strong sensitive side and um, I work hard to bring that out as well and in my 30 years experience I found that that probably has got me further um, than being like everybody else so being different being diverse um, so don't be afraid to be who you are I think that's those three are absolutely fantastic tips that I can imagine people listening to this, whatever they're doing, they will they will be running running around looking for a pen and paper to make a note of what you've just said because they're such great messages and things that we can we can all be doing right now. And um, so I think my my final question is, what do you think is the future for the diversity and inclusion debate? Uh, for, for all of us within financial services at the moment? So it's a great question and um, probably the toughest to finish on. What I would like the future to be is I'd like us to not be having these conversations anymore. Agreed. And, yeah, and I think that's very possible. And I'll just use the words of my nine-year-old daughter as a, as a, as a final point. She, she's actually 15 now, but when she was nine, I once said to her, Elizabeth, you know, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something because you're a girl. And she said, what do you mean, mum? And that resonated with me. And I suddenly thought we've got a whole generation growing up, you know, no matter what shape, size, color, religion, you know, background they come from where we have the opportunity that it isn't an issue um and that's what i would like the future to be that we don't need to have these conversations because it's just part of who we are well i think i mean that's given me me shivers um ending on that note and i think that's a really inspirational note from your daughter to all of us that we, we shouldn't even be thinking about it um, and I think that's absolutely great and everything that you've shared with us today has been not just a, a brilliant journey that's that's yours but it's taught us a lot about NatWest, Rapid Cash and the market in the whole, uh, as a whole so Julie I've got to say thank you so much for being so honest and open and sharing your journey and thank you to everybody listening to the Women of Fintech podcast series thank you <laughs>